Let's go, let's go. We are learning Le'ilu Nishmas Imi Marasi, my mother, Nechabas Achaim Zedel, and also Le'ilu Nishmas, all the Kedoshim, all the holy Jews and members of Tzahal that we have lost since October 7th. And also for the Zechus of our Chayalim to be victorious, Bekarov, to eradicate the evil of Hamas from our midst very, very soon. Okay, we are on Hey Amud Aleph 5a. We're starting from the Gemara just to quickly recap from the Mishnah. The Mishnah was speaking of certain halachos where we um, are able to say that we are makdimin, where we do things if it's if it's not the day itself of the mitzvah, we actually bring it back and proceed, such as Mikra Megillah, where we said, granted the days are Yudalav and Tesvav, but we have halachos that allow uh, the small villages to read on either Yud Aleph, Yud Beis, and Yud Gimel, depending on when they come into the bigger cities on the Mondays and the Thursdays. And then it came with a whole list of what are the things that we are at Ma'acharin, that we do after it's appointed a time for specific reasons. So let's start with the Gemara. The Gemara is first going to comment on the first case of the Mishnah, which was something that we learned earlier in the name of Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi, and now it's in the Mishnah. And now the Gemara comments as to what's considered a big city where you would need Asara Batlanin. So Tana, it was taught, starting from the Gemara, it was taught Asara Batlanin Shivabes Hakanesis. So just to clarify, when we say Asara Batlanin, we don't just mean 10 people that are wasting their time and doing absolutely nothing. We're talking specifically about people that are in the Beit Hakanesis. There were 10 people really designated to be free from all other things so that they can help with communal needs, in particular with Kedusha, such as Minyanim and the like. Okay. Then we said, These are the things that we say we're Makdimi and we bring back and we do earlier, and we don't do them later than it's proper time. So my time, what's the reason? Why is it that by Mikramagila? We do uh, the we, we say you can read before the days, but not after the days. So Amar Rebbe Abba Amar Shmuel, Amar Kras, or Rabbi Abba says the name of Shmuel, it says in the Pasuk, you should not pass. This is an uh, this is an Esther Tes Chaf Zion. So it says you can't have over, you can't pass. And that implies that you can't do you can't read the Megillah after it's a lot of time, but you could bring it back and read it before. The thing is just quite interesting. When we say we call Pesach pass over, right? The idea of that Purim and Pesach are connected. It could be there's no connection whatsoever. Just thought it was a nice, uh, maybe cute connection. Okay, let's continue. Rabbi Abba Amar Shmuel, and Rabbi Abba Amar Shmuel says as well, this is another teaching. And as we said earlier, the Gemara does this sometimes where they quote something which is connected to the actual topic of the Gemara. And then they quote another teaching in the name of that same Rav. So Rabbi Abba Amar Shmuel says, Where do we know that we don't count days regarding a year? Okay, so Shnemar, we'll see what that means in a second. Shnemar, this says, hashana, to the months of the year. This is in Shemos Yud Beis Beis 12 2. This is talking about the first mitzvah of uh, of Kiddush HaChodesh. Okay, and we, we imply from there, hashana, to the months of the year, you count months towards a year, and you don't count days towards a year. What does this mean? So Rashi explains that when we start counting what a year is, now we know that there's there's a discrepancy between the solar and the lunar calendar. We really have our months based on the lunar calendar, which is approximately 11 days or 12 days less than the solar calendar. 
Now, let's say you made a vow not to do something from Rosh Chodesh Nisan for a year. Then that vow uh, really finishes its uh, its status from the first of Nisan the next year, right? Which is twelve months. Even though, even though technically, to complete a whole year of three hundred sixty-five days, you still have eleven days left. But when it comes to halacha, we go by the months of the year, year and not the days of the year. And another example, Verabonon de Kisari Mishum Rabbi Abba Amru, and the Rabbanon of Kisaria, in the name of Rabbi Abba, they say. Now, it could be connected to the Rabbi Abba Amar Shmuel that we've been saying until now. Okay, but it's a similar teaching. They say, And from where do we know that we don't calculate hours regarding a month? Shnemar, as it says in Bamidbar, Yud Aleph Chaf, 1120, it says, Until 30 days. This is talking about the slav, talking about the quail that HaKadosh Baruch Hu allowed to pour upon Am Yisrael. They ate for 30 days, and then a plague happened. Uh, but it's Ad Chodesh Yamim, right? A month, two days. Yamim Ata Mechashiv. You count days, L'chadashim for the month. V'yata Mechashiv Shos L'chadashim. And you're not going to count hours towards a month. Now, what does this mean? Once again, it's it's similar regarding someone who, let's say, says, Rashi explains, he says, this is going to be, a, a husband says to his wife, if I don't come back in 30 days, if I don't come back in a month, then this get will um, will be in place and it will be viewed as a divorce. And let's say he it was a short month. It was only 29 days and not 30 days. And he comes back the night after the 29th day. And that's a month, right? It's 29 days. Now, he can say, wait a second. The truth is, every single month, if you have it calculated exactly, it's 29 and a half days. So I still have those half that half day, those 12 hours to be considered like I did come back within the time. And we say, no, 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 no. We have a month, right? We don't do hours towards the month. In this particular month, it was 29 days, and you came after that 29th day. We don't calculate those hours. Okay, two dots back in the Gemara. And so he said the time of the of the wood for the Kohanim, and as we mentioned in the Mishnah, as Rashi explains, he's talking about the families that brought special wood offerings to to help uh, provide wood throughout the year for the pyre on the Mizbeach, and that family would bring a carbon. However, if it so happened that their day was on Shabbos. They'd push it off to the next day. That was that's the Atzei Kohanim, and then Tisha B'Av. If it falls out on Shabbos, we push it off a day to Sunday. The Chagiga. And when it comes to the Karban Chagiga, the festival offering, if it was on Shabbos Yantiv, then we're going to push it off until Chol Moed and Hakel as well. Hakel, the last day of Sukkot, when they would gather in the uh, in Yerushalayim to the the city square. Uh, if it was on Shabbos, we would push it off a day. So we say Ma'acharin, we push it off a day. Velomakdim, and we don't bring it back a day. Okay, so now let's go through these cases. Tisha B'av, why, why do we, why do we uh, observe Tisha B'av the day after we push it off? Because Akdume Puranus Lo Makadme. Because we're not going to, when it comes to punishment, such as a day like Tisha B'av, which we remember the destruction of the Beis HaMikdash, we're not going to bring it back a day. We're not going to proceed and remember our punishments. If anything, if we can't do it on the actual day, we push it off later. But to bring it back and to, you know, um, hasten the arrival of such a day, we're not going to do. So we have Chagiga v'Hakel. So what about Chagiga and the Hakel? What about the uh, festival offering and 
Hakel, when all Kaisal gathered together on the eighth year, on the last day of Sukkot of that year, to read as a king would read Sefer Devarim. Why do we push it off a day? Mishum da'kati lomatas Because the truth is, we didn't yet reach the time of its obligation. Right? You can't bring the festival offering before the festival even begins. And the Torah talks about how you're going supposed to gather together on that on that last on the eighth year at the last day of Sukkot. So we can't do that beforehand. Okay, so let's continue. Tana, it was taught. Now we're going to delve into an interesting Gemara regarding the Chagiga offering. Tana, Chagiga, Bechozman Chagiga, Meacharin, So the Chagiga and the entire time of the Chagiga, we push it off. You're allowed to delay, so, so to speak, you're allowed to, to delay, bring it later. So Gemara is going to ask, what exactly is going on here? Bishlama Chagiga. I understand when we said, it said Chagiga, right? The, the festival offering. Okay, if the Chag, if the Chag falls out on Shabbos, if Yantif falls out on Shabbos, then what we'll do is we will delay it until after Shabbos. Okay, that's what the Tana said. Chagiga. However, Ella Zman Chagiga Mayi. But what did what did that Tana mean when it said the time for the Chagiga? What exactly does that mean? It's a little unclear, unredundant. We're not really sure. What does it mean? The time of the Chagiga. So Amar of Oishia, so Rav Oishia, he explains like this, this is what it means to say, this is what this Tana, this is what that Brisa meant to, to say when it said, Chagiga b'chozman Chagiga. It said, Chagiga b'shavs, meaning Chagiga. The, the actual feast offering, the Chagiga offering, which is really a shlamim, a peace offering, b'shavs, meaning if the Yante falls out on Shabbos, you will push off the Chagiga offering to be the next day. And this is how he reads, what does it mean, Zman Chagiga? He says, Ve'olas re'iyah. So there's another carbon that everyone must bring when they go up during the Shalosh Regalim, the three pilgrimage holidays. You have to bring an Olas re'iyah, an Ola offering of seeing HaKadosh Baruch Hu on by the Beis HaMikdash, so to speak, right? We see the Beis HaMikdash. So we say, So Olas Re'iyah, bringing this Ola offering, even on Yantif, where even on, on Yantif, you're not allowed to bring it. You could bring the Chagiga offering on Yantif as long as it doesn't fall out on Shabbos. But the Olas Re'iyah that you're bringing during the Shalosh Regalim, even that you're not, you're not allowed to bring on Yantif. So on Yantif, so this is how he reads it, the Olas Re'iyah that even on Yantif, which is Zman Chagiga, which is the time that you could bring the Chagiga offering, right? If Yantif doesn't fall out on Shabbos, you could bring the Chagiga offering on Yantif. Still, by the Olas Re'iyah Ma'achar, and you have to wait until after Yantif, during Chola Moed, to bring the Olas Re'iyah. So now we ask, according to Rav Hoshia's, Rav Oshia's explanation, Mani, who exactly is Rav Oshia explaining, or that Brisa, who is it like? So we say it's Beishamahi. It's according to the opinion of Beishamahi. Let's explain Ditzman as it was taught in a Mishnah. Beishamai Omrim, Beishamai, they say, So they say, you're allowed to bring Shlamim, like the carbon Chagiga, on Yantif, right? Not on Shabbos, Yantif, but on Yantif, it falls out during the week. Yet, yet you're not allowed to do smicha, lean your hands on, on them. Now, that's one of the major obligations of carbon uh, is to do smicha. According to Beishamai, they say you could do the smicha before Yantif. When you bring your when you when you reach your shalim, you could do the smicha before yantif, and they don't hold of this concept, which Beis Hillel does hold of, is that you need to have smicha close to the shechita. Uh, you have to have somech smicha l'shechita. It has to be right before the actual slaughtering of the offering. According to Beis Shammai, uh, 
they do not hold of that. Okay, so you're, allowed, you don't ha- you're not going to do the smicha on this shalmim offering that you bring on yantif. Rather, you did the smicha before yantif. Then he says, avalo olos, but you can't bring olos, such as the ola re'iya. What's an ola offering? An offering that goes up totally in, in smoke to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. It's a total burnt offering. So the reason, according to Beis Shammai, on yantif, you can't bring the ola offering is because they have uh, the, the psukim speak of how we have lachem. On yantif, it has to be for you. And they learn lachem below ligvoa. It has to be for you, and it can't just be something that goes totally to Hashem. So a shlamim offering that you bring, you could eat. It's lachem. It's for you. But an ola offering, it's not. Therefore, you have to wait until Cholamoy to bring the ola sriya. However, so that clearly is like the opinion of how Rabbi Oshia was explaining the line in that brisa of Chagiga b'chol's man Chagiga. However, Rabbi Hillel, Rabbi Hillel, they say, so they say, no, they say entirely different. They say, you could bring your shlamim on Yantif. You could also bring your olos on Yantif, right? Because according to Beis Hillel, they understand lachem, they say it has to be for you, and it can't be something that you prepare for a non-Jew. So therefore, they say shlamim, of course, you could bring because it's for you. And also the olos you can bring because it's for Hashem. It's not for a non-Jew, it's for Hashem. So lachem, it's still for you because you can bring it for Hashem. And not only that, you're allowed to do smicha on these karbonos. Why? Because according to Beis Hillel, one of the requirements to bring a karbon is to have the smicha done right before the shechita. And for that reason, they would definitely say, you, you have to do the smicha on yantif. And by the way, this is one of the first machlokasim. This is one of the first points of any argument according to Beis Hillel and Beis Shammai. It's a fascinating Gemara on Beitza Yud Tesam and Aleph and in other Gemaras as well. So it's what we call Yisaydas Dika Gemara. It's a, one of the foundational machlokasim that we see. Could could you do, do you need smicha right before, do you need smicha on the animal right before you bring the carbon or not? Okay. So now we have Rava Amar. So Rava says, Chagiga Kozman Chagiga Ma'acharin. He says the Chagiga and the entire time of the Chagiga Ma'acharin, you're allowed to delay. Meaning you have the entire Yantif, all seven days, even the Cholamoid, to bring the Chagiga offering. However, Tfei low, but more than that, no, meaning after the Yantif, you can't bring the Chagiga anymore. Ditznan, as it was taught in the Mishnah. Mishalo Chag B'yom Tov Harishon, whoever doesn't bring the Chagiga on Yantif, the first day of Yantif, Shal Chag of, let's say, Sukkis, Chogeg V'holech has Kol Haregel, Kulo. Then they can, Chogeg V'holech, they can go and they can bring the Chagiga uh, offering the entire regel, the entire holiday, kulo, the entire holiday, the Yom Tov, and also Yom Tov, they could bring it on the last day of Yom Tov as well. I mean, they have the whole entire Yom Tov to bring the Chagiga, even though we say it should be right the first day of Yom Tov, but for many, it couldn't. This is like a Tashluman idea. You have the entire Yom Tov to bring the Chagiga, and it applies to Sukkot and Pesach. And the truth is, even by Shavuos, as we'll see in a second, we do have this idea, even though uh, Shavuos is one day, still we have six days afterwards that people were able to bring their Chagiga offering. Okay, however, Avar HaRegel, if let's say the the Regel has passed, Chag, and you still didn't bring your Chagiga, so you're not obligated to make up you're not. They have no obligation, no responsibility to uh, bring it at any other time. Now, it sounds like you missed your opportunity, you missed your chance, but you can't bring it after Yantif. Okay, Rav Ashi, Rav Ashi says, So he, as he's quoting, once again, 
uh, what Rava said earlier, right? You have the Chagiga, and the entire time for the Chagiga, you can delay, you can bring it later during the Yantif. And then he says, Vafilu atzeres techad And he says, even atzeres, that you have one day that you can delay. Now, according to this, it seems like we're only talking about that you have the day of, of, of Shavuos, and then the next day you can bring your Chagiga. Um, however, we, and Rashi does mention that you actually have all seven days to bring he says, Yeshla kol shiva v'adayin li karev. You have all seven days after Shavuos to bring as well. However, Ravashi is saying that even Atzeres is included in this idea of that you can delay and you don't have to bring the Chagiga technically on Yantav itself. Ditanaz was taught in a Mishnah. Modim, they agree, meaning Beis Hillel agrees to Beis Shammai. Sheim chal Atzeres liyos b'Shabbos. That if Shavuos falls out on a Shabbos, Shiyom Tavuach Achar Shabbos, that the day of the slaughtering and the day that you bring the Chagiga would be after Shabbos. So, this is a the question is if Shavuos falls out on a Friday, so as we said, Beis Hillel would definitely agree that you could bring all the Karbanos. You bring especially the Olos, right? But Beis Shammai would say you can't bring it on the Friday, and of course you can't bring it on the Shabbos, so you push off the Sunday. So, Beis Hillel in that case would say, no, you bring it on Friday. Okay. If, however, Shavuos falls on on Shabbos, then Beis Hillel would agree to Beis Shammah that yes, we do push it off till the next day, and you would bring it on Sunday. Okay. Amar Rabbi Elazar, Amar Rabbi Chanina. Rabbi Elazar says the name Rabbi Chanina. Rabbi, not on Okay, so we have a few things that Rabbi did, which are a little, at first we think it's questionable, but we're just giving a small little list of what Rabbi did. So, Rabbi Elazar, in the name of Rabbi Hanina, said, Rabbi Natan Atiyah B'Purim. He planted something on Purim. Turn the page. We're on Hey Amud Beis 5b. V'rachat b'kroyna shel tzipuri b'shiv asar b'tamuz. And he um, bathed in the shuk, really in public. I mean, people knew that he was going to the bathhouse in Sipuri on, on Shiv Asar B'tamuz, on the 17th day of Tamuz, which is a fast day. And also, and he wanted, he requested to uproot Tishabav, but the Rabbanon did not agree with Rabbi. So, what is going on here? All these things potentially are questionable. Right? At first glance, you're not really sure why would planting something on Purim be a problem? Okay, but you know, bathing in the pub, people knowing that you went to the bathhouse on Shiva Sarbatam is also, I mean, we don't necessarily have the five inuyim, the the, the five restrictions not to bathe on Shivas or Batamas, but is that something that we would assume maybe Rebbe would not be doing? But then the last one of like he wanted to uproot Tishabov, what's going on there? And they did not agree with him. So then Amar Lafonov, Rebbe Abba Bar Zavda. So Rebbe Abba Bar Zavda said in front of Rebbe Elazar, he said, Rebbe, lo kachayamaisa. He said, Rebbe, this was not the Maisa that happened. What you said about how you wanted to uproot Tishabov. Ella, rather, Tishabov Shachalios Beshabis Have. Rather, it was a Tishabov in that particular year, which fell out on a Shabbos. And we already know that it's pushed off till after Shabbos, right? You have we we um we commemorate Tishabov. We uh we we hold of Tishabav on that Sunday, not on Shabbos itself. We push it off, right? The Amar Rabbi. So Rabbi said, So Rabbi said, listen, since we're already pushing off Tishabav, just push it off altogether that particular year. If if we're not gonna fast on Tishabav proper on Shabbos or we can, so then just push it off altogether. So that's what he was really requesting. He wasn't requesting to 
uprooted entirely, it seems like he was saying in a year where Tisha B'Av falls out on Shabbos, just don't have Tisha B'Av that year. Remember on Shabbos Tisha B'Av, but you don't have to have a fast afterwards. Now, what's interesting is, if you remember earlier on, I think this is on Dalit Amud Beis, right? We said that whole idea of how Rebbe was was saying that when it comes to um, a Purim falling out on Shabbos and you bring it back to a Friday. So once you're already pushing it back one day, push it back two days to the Yom Kanisa. So it sounds similar to here. He says, once you're pushing off Tisha B'Av one day, push it off altogether. He didn't say that by Purim, but it sounds like, you know, it's a, it's a similar idea. However, but the Chacham did not agree to him. Okay, but what did they not agree on? They did not, it wasn't that he was asking to uproot Tisha B'Av altogether. They didn't agree that on such a year, don't have Tisha B'Av. Uh, but rather they said, no, we're going to keep it and have it on Sunday. Okay, and then, so this was Rabbi Abba Bar Zavda, just uh, clarifying to Rabbi Elazar what exactly happened. And then Kari Aleah, so the Pasuk, they, they, they called upon him, Tovim Hashnai Min Ha'echa. So it seems like Rabbi Elazar was kind of saying to Rabbi Abba Bar Zavda that from the Kohelis, it says, Dalad Tes 4, 9. It says, good is two, better is two than one. It sounds like because he had this extra in, information, a second opinion, it was better than just having the original opinion of Rabbi Elazar in the name of Rabbi Hanina, right? Because he got clarity on the case. So that's actually a good Musar Haskell to always have more voices to clarify things. Beautiful. Okay, then it says, now we ask, how is it that Rebbe planted something on Purim? Didn't Rebbe Yosef teach in a Brisa, right? There's a Pasuk in the Megillah. This is in Parak Tes, uh, Pasuk Yud Tes once again. That Parak talks about how he instituted Purim. So Tes Yud Tes 919, it says, Simcha should be Simcha, Umishta, and drink. Veyomtov, it should be a Yomtov. So breaking down the Pasuk, it says, Simcha, what does it mean by Simcha? Melamed she asurim behesped. It teaches us that it's prohibited to eulogize on Purim. And then it says, Mishta, uh, drink, Melamed she asur betainis. It shows us that you're not allowed to fast on Purim. And then Veyomtov, what does it teach us by Yomtov? Melamed she asur beasias melacha. It teaches us that it's prohibited to do work on Purim. Wow, that's a, that's a new thing for us, right? So, of course, the Gemara is going to talk about that a little later. But just focusing on this, how could Rabbi plant if you have this Pasuk of Yomtov, which implies you can't do Malacha? And clearly we know planting, working the field, that's work. So, how could Rabbi do that? So, Ella, rather, Rabbi bar Abisar Have, Bechinata Bechamisar Nata. So, rather, Rabbi, he was someone who was a son of the 14th, meaning he lived in an unwalled place. When did he plant, however? Bechamisar Nata. He planted on the 15th. Okay, so, it was still Purim for the walled cities. But for Rebbe, he already celebrated his Purim. Then the Gemara asks, Ini, is that really true? But didn't Rebbe live in Tiveria? And Tiveria, from what we know, it was, it, was a, it was a city surrounded by a wall at the times of Yoshua bin Nun. So Rebbe should be the, on the 15th. And we're saying that he is a bar of the 14th, not the 15th. So Ella, rather, what's the answer? Rebbe, Rebbe was really bar chamisar have. Okay, he was someone who was supposed to celebrate Purim on the 15th because he lived in Tiveria, walled city. And when did he plant? He planted on the 14th. Ah, so he wasn't really violating Purim because for him it wasn't Purim yet. So he just switched the answer to the 14th to the 15th. He's a 15th, and now he was planting on the 14th. Okay. So then Gemara asks, Wait, was it so obvious that Tiveria was a city surrounded at the times of Yoshua bin Nun? That we seem to have this like very clear answer. 
But what? But Chizkia Kari B'Tiveria, he read the Megillah and Tiveria Be'arbisar Uvechamisa. He read on the fourteenth and the fifteenth. Why? Misvekele because it was it was a suffix. We weren't really sure when if Tiveria was really surrounded, right? Imu Kefes Chamiyos Yoshua Binun. He Elo. If it was a city surrounded by at the times of Yoshua Binun or not, he wasn't sure Chizkia. That's why he read on the fourteenth and the fifteenth. So it sounds like that was something established that it wasn't really clear. It wasn't sure. Was it surrounded by a, a wall at the times of Yoshua, uh, Tiveria at that time? So, what does the Gemara answer? Ah, Chizkia, he had his doubts, but you know what? To Rebbe, Rebbe knew. Rebbe was, he was certain that it was surrounded by a wall, times of Yoshua Benun. And then, and that's why he read on the 15th, and therefore the 14th for him wasn't really Purim. Okay, we'll stop here. Yeah, share. Koach.